there it takes as always jonah hoffman and ryan rogers coming at you live and ryan we've got the draft coming up in a little actually a month less than a month away yeah we got yesterday. four weeks yep and uh what do you i we were mentioning mock drafts we were looking at some mock drafts we got charles davis daniel jeremiah of course he was i think he was the first mock draft to drop on NFL Network, but uh, we got them pulled up. And Ryan, I know you did a little bit of a mock draft yourself. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I kind of just—I mean, I God, I can't even tell you how many mock drafts I did on the PFF <laughs> mock draft simulator. They stupidly just put it behind a paywall a few days ago, which I don't think there's anyone out there that thinks that that was a good idea. But it is what it is. You can still do the first two rounds. But anyways. I found myself continually going after the same kind of guys at uh, each pick, like 5, 20, 37, so on and so forth throughout the draft. So I kind of at this point just have a mental list in mind of the players I want Seattle to go after at each spot. But let's uh, let's take a look through Jan- Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft 3.0 here and, and see what we think. Starting off, he's got... Bryce Young going to the Carolina Panthers. I could totally see that happening. I keep hearing and seeing a lot of momentum of them going after CJ Stroud. I've noticed ever since this first mock draft came out, because you got to remember he was, he was the first mock draft. I think of, of the main ones to come out like of all the, you know, of all the big name analysts. Of all the big name analysts, and <clears throat> he put Bryce Young going to the Panthers, as would I. But then the narrative became Frank Reich uh, wants a bigger quarterback, so he I feel would like be that's more so geared towards CJ Stroud. And I well, and you know who started that, or the first person who I heard say that was, of course, Mel Kiper Jr. So <laughs> he's like the king of like groupthink and the leader. Frank Reich wants to go after the bigger quarterbacks. He usually had Carson Wentz back <laughs> in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I feel like the narrative is, and even I find myself being like, okay, well, if that's what he wants, then I could see Stroud leaning towards them drafting or Carolina drafting Stroud and Bryce Young falling to Houston. Mm-hmm. But then again, who's to say Houston doesn't want Anthony Richardson? Like it's really, yeah, it's impossible to, you know, project what, what's going to happen here. Everyone seemingly has a uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as one and two in some order. Mm-hmm. More often than not, I see Bryce Young as number one and you totally can see why watching the tape. He just does some things like CJ Stroud has a better arm. He might be a little more accurate, but Bryce Young does some things that you don't see a whole lot of other quarterbacks being able to do it. it he weirdly makes the game look like it's so stupidly easy when he plays like you watch him in the pocket and he just jumps back and forth in the pocket, avoids defenders. And he's not, it's like, he's not even looking at them. It's really weird. He has that like sixth sense, uh, in pocket awareness that, you know, the Joe Burrow types, Aaron Rodgers, you like Russell Wilson before, you know, should hit the fan. Seeing seeing Bryce Young's combine stats and like his ratings really is encouraging as far as like his proficiency. I think he got a ninety nine or 
Oh, over, did he? Over, yeah, he got oh, a 99. Yeah, yeah. And then I know the, what you're talking and about. And then his athleticism was where he was docked, obviously, because he's yeah. a he's small, not, he's a smaller build. And he's not super fast, you know, no. like he didn't run the 40. He's not going to run the 40, but I think he'd probably get somewhere in the low 48s, <clears throat> 47s, which, I mean, he's not slow. We might have talked about this in the past episode, but CJ Stroud, it kind of surprised me his NFL comparison was Jared Goff. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I don't that. understand that one. I don't think I know enough about Jared Goff coming out of California. or where, where I, I don't remember where Jared Goff He played. went to Cal. Okay. I don't know enough about how he was as a prospect to really have a comment on that other than uh, okay. To me, he... CJ Stroud is just... He kind of projects as someone that's just like really fucking accurate in the pocket. Um, and he has good mobility. You watch that. Everyone always brings up the Georgia game with CJ Stroud. And it's the best example. You know, he's basically playing a NFL light defense against Georgia. And he had one of the best games of his career. And he was running out of the pocket, being super mobile, making throws on the run. He looked fantastic in that game. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really get the Jared Goff comparison, honestly. Um I I can't say that I have a better comparison off the top of my head, but CJ Stroud to me is just, you know, he's the prototypical NFL ready air quotes prospect in this draft. And I, I do think that you can make a pretty solid case that he's the best quarterback in this draft as well when you consider the size, mm-hmm. because he is, it's not that he's that much heavier. If you're going by the combine weight anyways, right. I think they were hydrating the shit out of Bryce young and feeding him milkshakes <laughs> and cheeseburgers to get him up to two Oh four, whatever he weighed in at. But all that aside, I mean, CJ Stroud's like two seventeen, not tremendously heavier, but six foot three taller guy. Um, but those check the boxes for NFL size. And he looked like the best thrower at the combine. I thought it was a little bit of a mistake for Bryce to not throw at the combine just because it changed the narrative a little bit, I think, because he was unanimous QB one going into it. The media world, for whatever it's worth, uh, seems to have kind of made it a little more 50 50 ever since that performance. But uh, one thing I like about both these guys and why I think they're both going to succeed at the next level is you listen to them talk and they're just really mature for their age. Mm -hmm. They both seem mature. They've one really big change to the dynamic in recent years is the, um, I forget what the term for it is called, but basically the way some college athletes are getting paid now. The NIL. Yeah, there you go. These guys are already millionaires, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, you remember Bryce Young was in that Dr. Pepper commercial. Yeah, exactly. So they they already understand what it's like to be in the spotlight and to handle, you know, more money than we're probably ever going to have as a 22, Mm 21-year-old. And they just seem like they're ready to, you know, maybe not be elite NFL players, but to come into the league and succeed and improve. And uh, I really don't think you can go wrong either way with them, but... uh, I wanted to, well, I wanted to, that brings me to the next two quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson. I was taking a look at his numbers from the combine and his comparison, obviously Cam Newton, that's every, that's the consensus or or Josh Allen being secondary to that. (laughs) But Will Levis, I don't know if you saw who his quarterback comparison was to. Who was it? 
Jay Cutler. Oh, really? <laughs> and I thought that that was so funny because... You know, I can kind of see that, actually. Josh Allen was the... I thought he was going to be the Jay Cutler, but, mm. I mean, he proved me wrong, and Will Levis is supposed to, to be, be fair, Josh though, Allen, so, I mean, who's to say he won't be Jay Cutler? So it was an interesting... I was like, oh, yeah, I keep hearing all this positive hype about about Will Levis. And uh, granted, it hasn't come from me because I'm not interested in having him. But if we were to get him, I mean, there is like, there would be excitement. Um, he would just be the my fourth choice of the four. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I was looking at some of his individual games from this past season and last season, and it's kind of disturbing how similarly uh, his numbers were compared to... 2021 and 2022 Mm. yeah he didn't like you look at bryce young or cj stroud's numbers and they're you know fucking insane and that's playing at the top top tier competition level i know will levis had a bad team around him and he was injured he didn't play two of the games and i you you know you watch will levis and you see a lot of plays that make you think wow this guy (laughs) is an nfl quarterback he Mm -hmm. has the arm he occasionally has the accuracy and it's not like he's a one read guy. He, you know, goes through his progressions. He's mobile. He's athletic. He's big. And he's kind of jacked. Yeah. He, he may be one of the buffer quarterbacks. When I saw, when I saw what he, act, I'm sorry, I need to not yell into the microphone. <laughs> um, when I saw what he looked like for the first time, I was like, damn, he kind of reminds me of like when Russell came into the league and was like jacked. Yeah. Yeah, very, very rocked up, as uh, Chris Sims put it. Um, But yeah, then you look at Anthony Richardson and the comparison of Cam Newton comes up. But athletically, there's literally not been a prospect like Anthony Richardson ever. So I've heard reports that some teams have Will Levis as QB1. I've heard, you know, I literally from what I've heard in the media is that depending on the team you ask, you're going to get different answers on like the rating of the ranking of these quarterbacks in this draft, Mm -hmm. which to me is weird because I, I do like all these guys. I think, you know, Will Levis would have been a top five pick last year. Potentially he's way better than, you know, Kenny Pickett, like Kenny Pickett doesn't have any of the plus traits that Will Levis has. And he was an older prospect too. But the thing is, I, I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are just, objectively much better players right now than Anthony Richardson and Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, like the rest of the guys in this draft. Um, So it's going to be really interesting. If you see someone just look at the combine performance and the highlight reel of Anthony Richardson. And like, if the Panthers take him number number one overall, I can't say I'd be surprised, but I would be a little shocked by that. Just because I find it odd just because Anthony Richardson, I know the Panthers are bringing in a lot of weapons. They signed Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe s- someone else went into that mix. I think yeah. a receiver. I think running a DJ back Moore like loss that. is going to be big for them, though. He was yeah definitely um, their number one receiver. But and I would I would imagine. I mean, you would want to surround Anthony Richardson, someone with a very low accuracy uh, or completion percentage throughout his college season. His one college season, I would hope that he would go to somewhere more like the Seahawks and yeah. not like, I mean, obviously I'm biased. That's me speaking as a Homer, but I feel like the Pete Carroll system would be better for him than the Frank Reich system. I mean, I don't know. That's just 
I think if they just use him on the ground and have him throw the ball like 15 times a game, it could work out. But I mean, what's that going to do is for his development. Cause the thing about Anthony Richardson is he's super mobile, but you watch him and he seems to want to play the quarterback position. Like, you know, like a prototypical guy. But when he take like, honestly, when I watched him, I was like, you should run more. Like mm-hmm. when you run, you are the biggest freak of nature on the field. Like you can truck linebackers and outrun defensive backs. It's insane. Um, but moving on through uh, DJ's mock draft here. So Stroud, two to the Texans. I think we kind of beat that topic to death. Will Anderson at number three of the Cardinals. I fucking hate the Cardinals so much for losing one more game than they should have. And I think it was to the Broncos Mm -hmm. because man, if we were at pick three in this draft, it would be so much better than being at pick five, just from the way things are shaken out. Cause to me, Will Anderson is the, I mean, people were saying this about Aaron Curry back in 2009. So you can (laughs) never be too safe, but I think He's the safest pick in this draft, like period, regardless of position, because he seems to have a really good work ethic and Mm -hmm. just, you know, desire to succeed at the NFL level. He's got insane production. The measurables weren't off the charts, but they were solid. I just I remember seeing a highlight video of him and just like his personality. And I could just feel like he was a try hard, but like at the professional level. Yeah. I think and he's going like, to be a special holy player. Shit. Okay. I want this guy. And he's number one for the Seahawks on my draft board. Um, I would say for, for me by like, if I were to rank what I would like us to do, if I will Anderson is number one, CJ Stroud, Bryce young are kind of tied for number two. Then number three is Anthony Richardson. After that, it gets a whole, like if, if none of those four guys are on the table, at five, which is totally possible. Then it's kind of like, well, there's Jalen Carter, the guy that in a lot of ways is the best player in this draft, but kind of the scariest from has, his work ethic. Has, uh, have we paid a visit to Jalen Carter yet? We went to George's pro day. Um, we didn't take selfies with him though. No, we've only done that with the quarterbacks. And I don't think Pete Carroll, um, Florida's pro day is this Friday. And Pete Carroll said he's done going to pro day. So I don't know if we're going to get an Anthony Richardson. Selfie, well, but. I think they did have some alone time together already, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. They talked to the combine. So we'll see about that. Yeah. Jalen Carter, he him going to the Seahawks at five was quite the theme in a couple different mock drafts. What do you think about that? You know, it I get it. I totally get it. And it, it fills a huge need for us. And we get the player that a couple months ago was almost unanimously unanimously mocked as the number one overall pick in this draft. I almost feel like we should just take him though, because like I'm with you, but I'm because the stars are aligning for him to fall to us. Like at five, we were like, well, kiss him goodbye. We have no shot at that. Yeah. And then all this stuff happened. And And you asked me in in November, I was talking about Jalen Carter nonstop. And in the end, like he did, didn't he basically just get a slap on the hand? Yeah. He's on probation. Honestly, the the thing that has changed the dynamic the most for me is the fact that he showed up. He gained like 14 pounds in two weeks. Yeah, that is. After uh, the combine. Like, dude, like, just imagine. That could just be from 
Dude, he was going through a stressful time right now. I'm not, I know. I'm not. I know. I'm not condoning it. I'm. It does I scare me he's, too. He's, I'm just he doesn't to look like it, but he's fucking 21 years old too. So that's so young to be going through this. But I just, I just feel like you know, your your top five draft picks, they just don't come along very often, you know. And the situation is just concerning to me to the point where I'm like. I just feel like it's such a risk. I feel like it's such a risk because um, you, you know, Pete Carroll. That's the exact position we need filled, though. I know it's that's like, like what is so painful. Like literally, if he had just not gained that weight and not shown up looking like a tub of lard on his pro day, I would, I would just. I don't like, think he would have fallen to us then, though. I think the Cardinals would have drafted him. Yeah, but then we would get Will Anderson, which is like almost like okay. He's your problem, <laughs> you know. Like we we got we got the. the I guy wonder that if doesn't the Bears would have traded him or traded that pick away had all this Jalen Carter stuff come out. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to say. Well, because there's mocks of him going at number nine to them. Yeah, I really don't think he's making it past the Lions if we don't take him. Um, I could see the Lions taking him and then him not panning out and it, it just being a Lions thing. <laughs> The thing is, though, if if a bunch of these teams, including us, pass on Jalen Carter and he does get his act together and just ends up being like a Hall of Fame caliber player, we're always going to look back at it and be like, why didn't we do that? So it's that's why I think we should just say fuck it and draft him. I have. to. Okay, so on my hypothetical tier list, I was bringing up earlier of my level of excitement. The top four are the same, but Jalen Carter's kind of in his own tier of like I would on the one hand, be more excited about him than anyone else. But on the other hand, I'd be more nervous about it than anyone else because isn't that the whole point of the draft though is gambling. I, yeah, but so why just, not gamble? I have on the biggest chip. I have Malik McDowell PTSD, man. I, Malik McDowell was a second round pick though. Yeah, but he was like the 33rd overall pick or something like that. <sighs> he was a high pick. I he know, had, we had but high expectations we drafted for Rashad him. Penny high. Like, but th- we need none to- of these were top. Look, the, I feel like the most comparable thing is like Aaron Curry because that was a f- fourth overall pick and he was bad. But I, I just I don't look know. at this and like, man, if Anthony Richardson's gone, Will Anderson's gone, C.J. Stroud's gone, and Bryce Young is gone, do you really want anyone? Do you really want Tyree Wilson? No, I was going to bring that up. I like, I don't think, dude, I think Tyree (laughs) Wilson would have been like a 16th overall pick last year. Like he's, I think he's a good player. I, to me, best case scenario, Tyree Wilson is Carlos Dunlap. And we cut Carlos Dunlap because he didn't fit in what we're trying to do on defense. That's why I'm saying like he's a tweener looking at this specific mock draft. If those four are gone, those are the four that we. This have is kind to take. of worst case scenario mock draft for I, us. Honestly. I think so too. Well, actually, no. I think worst case scenario mock draft. I saw another one where Bryce and CJ go one two. Will Anderson goes. The Colts pass up on uh, taking a quarterback, or no? Oh yeah, okay. And then that's when we get Anthony Richardson. So no, this one is sorry to waste everyone's time hey, with that. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was the mock where Anthony Richardson fell to us at twenty. Uh, we still take Jalen Carter. So I let think. let me propose a situation to you then, because let's say this happens, we're sitting there at five, and it's Jalen Carter, or we trade down to like 
I don't know, let's say eight with the Falcons. They pick Jalen Carter, give us pick eight, a second round in this draft, which is a high second round pick, a third round, and their first next year. Oh, if we're getting their first next year, yeah, because That's, they're going to be terrible. Yeah, if we can recoup another, like having three years in a row of having another team's first round pick. I think we... I think that's a scenario that favors us heavily. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think a team is going to trade up uh, w- three spots to give up that much capital. Dude, look at what the 49ers gave up to move up. I think they moved up like eight spots to take fucking Trey Lance, who yeah. doesn't even play. They gave up like three first round picks. For- so all I'm saying is, if we get a crazy stupid offer for the number five pick in this draft and this top four happens, I'm team fucking trade down because Me too. I think, you know, like we can say, you know, uh, um, Jalen Carter fills a huge need, which he does. But the fact of the matter is we have a, we have 10 picks in this draft. We have five of them in the top a hundred. We can fill a lot of needs in this draft and you know, build up this roster while continuing to build towards the future. So okay, well, let me ask you next: Do if we okay? Let me see how I'm gonna phrase this. If we trade down to if we trade Atlanta down to pick eight, and they don't take Carter, and then Carter's available at eight, do you take him? Yes, I agree. Because we already got that future value with those other picks. And I don't feel as bad about it. That's the thing. Like if if we if we turn our number five pick into Jalen Carter and more picks, that's a fucking home run, like six hundred footer. You know? Yeah, that's like, like Kevin Costner draft day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but honestly, I really like Christian Gonzalez. I think if like we've never even drafted a corner as high as the second round under Pete Carroll. So I don't see this happening, but I think this guy's a special player. I think I I like him more than Devin Witherspoon. He's a bigger guy. He was a little more of a a ball hawk. uh, In my opinion, I, I think that would be really exciting as well because you know, Michael Jackson, Mm-hmm. filled in admirably he did a good job last year but if you have the guy that was runner-up for rookie of the year crazy athleticism paired with someone who's coming out a, a bit more polished at your cornerback spot like dude we we could have one of the top secondaries in the league again there was a um i it might have been charles davis he had us taking a corner at 20. I forget out of where it wasn't Gonzalez. Cause he went top 10 or whatever. And yeah. same with Witherspoon. He's those are the only two that I think are worth drafting super high in, in this year. Joey Porter jr. Is pretty good too, but I think he would be just kind of cool because of the name, but also fuck Joey Porter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like with Kristen Gonzalez, Pete Carroll, it's kind of a meme, but he likes the size of the cornerback position, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, I just always, you know, think about the Legion of Boom and having another corner that's six foot one and almost 200 pounds with good speed. Like it would just be fucking awesome. Plus, we already have guys in our uh, cornerback room like uh, Kobe Bryant, Mike Jackson. What was his 40? Uh, let me pull that up again real quick. Because the, the guy that we had going at 20 ran like a four, three something. 
There's some. This is a solid uh, draft class for corners for sure. Yeah, four three eight. That's that is fucking fast. Yeah, and fourteen reps at two twenty five. That's that's pretty strong. Um, but let's let's go through these next few picks here on the mock draft. Uh, Devin Witherspoon going to the Lions. I I actually really like that for the Lions. They would have one of the Lions could sneakily turn into like a scary team in the NFC this year. They'd have a really good defense. Yeah. Even though their defense somehow gave up a shitload of yards and points last season. Uh, well, didn't they get CJ Gardner Johnson or, or whatever? They did. And they already had Akuda and yeah. he was a number one or not a number one pick, but he was a first early first round pick a couple years ago out of Ohio. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the Raiders, getting Tyree Wilson at seven. Sure. Fine. That'd be pretty good. Uh, Kristen Gonzalez going number eight to the Falcons. That's what I was alluding to with the trade back to number eight with them as well. Cause I think that'd be really exciting. Um, he's got the bears taking a tackle at nine and Peter Skaronsky. That makes a ton of sense for them. I mean, they're, they've attacked a lot of positions they needed this offseason in free agency and the trade back to yeah. nine getting DJ Moore. So I'd agree with that. You need to protect Justin Fields. He's looks like sad. At the end of every game. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like in our fantasy group chat at the, at the end of one of the Bears games, you were like, someone needs to give Justin Fields a hug. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just like. I just see him on the bench looking just like bummed out every shot I see. I've never seen him smile. Well, I feel like the Bears last year, they were in almost every game they played and they put up a lot of points. It's just they were such a bad fucking team. Like, I feel like they were one of the best, worst teams I've ever seen. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, Lucas Van Ness going to the Eagles. I, I don't really get that. Like, the Eagles' defensive line was the strength of their team, and they're going to use the top 10 pick on a, another. I mean, yeah, I like, guess, but look at what it says. It says Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox both were re signed this offseason, both on one year deals. So, yeah, okay, I guess that's kind of looking towards the future. I, 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 I don't know. I would consider taking Bijan at 10 if I'm the too. Eagles. Me too. If I'm the Eagles, I would take Bijan because that completes your offense. You have the young receivers. Do you really like and having you already, have those, you already have those two D linemen as well. So re-sign them for the one year deal, win the Super Bowl, let them walk. If I'm the Eagles, I'm in just fucking win now mode because you just made it to the Super Bowl. It's really hard to make it back, but the NFC sucks. If, like and if you lose the Super Bowl, you have to like be like, Well, we have to be in win now mode. We just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like we it aren't gonna get, get back here again. Speaking so, from experience. Yeah. Um, number 11, Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Titans. All right. I mean, sure. I think like they just got Traylon Burks last year. I, I don't know. I feel like if I'm the Titans, I'm thinking about trading up for a quarterback or something. I know they have Malik Willis, but dude, they literally, they benched him for who was it? I don't even remember the guy's name. I don't know, but he was Josh. We Dobbs. knew he was going to be a project though. Yeah, I just, I don't know. The The Titans are a confusing team to me. You know, they, they, they've they ridden Derrick Henry into the dirt. He might still be good. I don't know. I If I were them, I would think about trading him for like a King's Ransom and just rebuilding because I feel like their best chance to really do something was in 2019. And mm-hmm. every year since then, they've just been a little worse. I agree. They remind me kind of of us a little bit a few years ago. 
I personally kind of like the the Jackson Smith and Jacob pick because <clears throat> the Titans, uh, as you said, they're the time for them to shine was 2019. And right now I look at Burks. They just lost Robert Woods. He just, I don't even remember where he signed with. I don't either, um, but he's, but, he's like in his early thirties. So, but I mean, he was still a piece that they signed thinking and hoping that he would amount to something yeah. that he was with LA, but he was nothing. And they have Traylon Burks. So if you pair him up with Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you get hopefully Malik Willis progressing along the lines of a starter a year from now, or maybe even at some point this season, then who knows? Maybe that maybe that division could be interesting. Think about it. You have Smith and Jig or I mean Smith and Jigba. You have Trevor Lawrence, uh Malik Willis, if he ever amounts to anything, assuming Bryce Young goes to Houston, mm-hmm. and then assuming the Colts draft a quarterback. Yeah, that that's division a good is point. All, all of a sudden not completely boring anymore. It would at least be interesting, you know, when we're watching Davis Mills play against fucking Matt Ryan, it's a, a one-way ticket to a nap for three <laughs> hours. So <laughs> I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just saying this because I hope he falls to us at 20. But You do want him at 20 then. I do, If he's there, you'll take him? I think if he's there, that's an easy choice. Yeah. Because I think he's going to be really fucking good. I agree. I don't care. He ran a 4-5-3-40. I don't care, dude. Like, look what Devontae Adams ran. Like, I think he's just, he's someone that's really, really good at running routes and getting open. And if you have that with Lockett and DK, it's going to be hard to stop us. I feel like you have the DK Metcalf uh psychological game going on too where if you're a corner or if you're anyone in the secondary he's already pissing you off yeah. physically and then you have this other guy that is like all over the field a getting a totally open, different style and it's too. just like that would be so frustrating to play against it for a defense and then, and then you have tyler lockett doing his little toe taps yeah in the corner. i was gonna say and then if you get burned by like five foot two tyler lockett who's like 39 yeah <laughs> those are both huge exaggerations but you get the idea <laughs> Miles Murphy at 12 to the Texans. That's about as high as I've seen him get mocked recently. I, yeah. don't, know, I don't really know why his stock has fallen, but sure. Yeah, the he, Texans he, need anyone. It kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, what was it, John, Jermaine Johnson from last year, FSU. Yeah. Remember how his stock was really high, and then it kind of just kept falling Didn't and falling Didn't he fall all the way to like almost 30 or something like that? I think like he that? fell to like 20-something. Yeah. The Jets took him. Yeah, I know the Jets got him, but I, I I knew it was like lower in the draft. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the Jets, it had oh, DJ has him taking Nolan Smith. This is about as high as I've seen Nolan Smith get mocked. I saw him get mocked to the Lions at pick seven. Really? Oh. And honestly, I feel like that would be a good pick for them because if you have him paired up with Aiden Hutchinson, that's a pretty intimidating defensive front. Yeah, Nolan Smith, I don't know if the Lions run a 3-4 or a 4-3 front on their defense. I feel like Nolan Smith kind of has to be in a 3-4 defense because he's he's only 230-something pounds. Mm-hmm. And in a 4-3, he'd be playing defensive end against an offensive tackle. And that's just that seems like too much of a weight disparity to mm-hmm. me, but I, I, I don't fucking know shit, so whatever. <laughs> but he's another guy that if he falls to 20, I'd be pretty excited if we took him because, like, if we had him and Daryl Taylor on third down rushing the passer, that's so much speed on the field at once. 
Um, moving on to 14, I don't really get this pick at all other than he's just an awesome player. The New, the New England Patriots taking B. John Robinson. I mean, they have Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson, and I believe they drafted another guy last year too. What's his name? Um, like, starts with a P. Pierre. I know who you're talking about. I, I don't, don't know his, his name, though. Name, but, but yeah, this is not a good selection for them because... Bill Belichick never bites for the for the name. I yeah. mean, remember last and year? And he they, always has a committee in the backfield. And yeah, exactly. He was like kind of the first guy who was like, well, we're going to have three drawers. That's why it's horrible to have Patriots running backs on your fucking fantasy team. And I don't know if Mac Jones is quite the check down king that Tom Brady was, but I mean, that True. was like, that was the Patriots offense the entire time that uh, uh, Joshy boy was running it. Um was just the constant check down yeah. to the running back. When I think of down. the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl comeback, you I think just, of James White. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he got like 50 check downs to him in that game. Yeah. So the Bijan Robinson pick doesn't really make sense to me, especially because Bijan Robinson looks like the more traditional back. In fact, when I was looking at uh, combine numbers earlier this morning before I came over here, Bijan, his little, like, you know how when you pull up NFL Network or NFL.com, they have, like, a little, like, video in the corner just showing you stuff? Yeah. They were showing me Bijan's highlights, and he just looked so balanced. And, like, every cutback he was doing just looked like it was like a dance. I hear a lot of comparisons to Ladanian Tomlinson with him. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because Ladanian was so good at like, and he was a complete stutter stepping and cutbacks and just, but still staying up. I don't know. He's just was so quick. I genuinely think Bijan is going to be like, dude, he's probably the best prospect since like Adrian Peterson. Honestly, he's, he's that fucking good. I I would say Saquon. Would would be I think, my most I recent think he's comparison. He's better than Saquon. Honestly. I mean, I, I mean, Saquon hasn't panned out in the NFL, but he, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, I mean, it, you look Saquon, at his legs, and he's a psycho. Yeah, but he he's squatted just, like fucking eight hundred pounds or something like that. I don't. I know, think but. injuries have just derailed him. But anyway, I I know what you mean. I think Bijan. I would. He would be the most recent comparison. Wouldn't yeah, for me, definitely agree with you there. I just feel like. If he lives up to the potential that he has, like we're talking about someone that could end up in the hall. He's that he's that good. Um, Moving on to the Packers, Paris Johnson Jr. Tackle. I don't really know their tackle situation, which we got. I just got to interrupt real quick. It is so weird how like some media campaigns are just treating the jets like they have Aaron Rodgers. They don't have him. Like it's what is going a, on? I've here? never seen a situation like what's going on with that. And if Aaron Rodgers wants to be on the jets, why is he still on the Packers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. It's it. so weird because he claimed, you know, in his Pat McAfee appearance that he intends to play for the New York jets. I know. And here's the thing like Packers just, Get whatever pick you can get for him and trade him. Because, hey, guys, Jordan Love is ready to play. Aaron Rodgers is due $60 million this year if yeah. you don't trade him. And if you cut him, you still pay him $60 million. So what are you fucking doing? They're holding themselves up in free agency because it just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's its a yeah, really weird very situation. I don't, I don't get that one at all. But, hey, 
their problem, not ours. And I'm, I'm, I would be happy to see the Packers suck for a few years, to be honest. Uh, moving on to 16 of the commanders, Dalton Kincaid. I, okay. I think he's a good player. I, to me, he reminds me a lot of Zach Ertz. Um, Michael Mayer is by all rights, the better prospect. And also Dalton Kincaid has some health issues that he's dealing with right now that could possibly keep him out of OTA's mini camp. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see how you take him over Michael Mayer, to be honest. Michael Mayer has always been the more intriguing prospect to me. Number one, because I heard of his name before I heard Dalton Kincaid. I heard of he Michael came Mayer out of nowhere this a year. year ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm Dalton Kincaid. I'm, I've watched film on YouTube and whatnot, and he's, he's no slouch, but I just, Michael Mayer seems like the safer choice. He just, mm. he made a lot of contested catches. No, Michael Mayer doesn't seem that fast in videos. I've watched him, but he does seem like he's got the hands. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, Gronk wasn't that fast. Yeah, that <laughs> that's funny you say that. A lot of the comments I was reading on like videos I was watching of him were, he reminds me of Gronk. This is not a good thing. I was like, what? Um, are you stupid? He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's like the best tight end ever. I think their point was, was Gronk wasn't like athletically gifted as far as like speed and, but he's... People just look at him and you're like, do you want to tackle that? People are getting too galaxy brained about it. You know, like I, I get annoyed when people start acting like they're so fucking smart on the internet when it comes to football and that they know so much more, like also not to pull that card, but you look at the people that are saying it. A lot of them clearly never played football. Like dude, there's, there's an aspect to this shit that transcends height, weight, speed analytics. There's the, like the Marshawn Lynch factor, like that nobody wanted to fucking tackle that dude. He was only 215 pounds. Okay, only, but like, you know, there's been bigger running backs than him. He's one of the hardest guys to tackle ever. There's just, there's that it factor with players that isn't present in analytics, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Steelers, Broderick Jones. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't even know who this guy is. Um, uh, I The only reason I recognize that name is because I was looking at Lineman earlier and looking at uh, Dewan Jones, who, yeah. by the way, okay. freak of nature. You know what? Actually, I do know but who this guy is. Because he was he was one that I saw, and I was like, oh, this guy's pretty big. Yeah. Um, I, I totally forgot. I have looked at this guy, and I think he's going to be really good. I think that'll be a really good pick for Pittsburgh, too, because they need an offensive tackle to help their run game and help protect Kenny Pickett that I feel like every play the Steelers handed off the ball to Najee Harris. There was just like six guys on top of him. (laughs) It's just like, what is going on here? And same with Kenny Pickett, like that, that he was under duress a lot of season last season. Yeah. So I, I like that pick for Pittsburgh with the offensive tackle. And then who is this defensive tackle? Elijah Cansey. So this is someone I've um, mocked to us on several occasions because he'd be, uh, he's basically the guy that has the same measurables as Aaron Donald and went to the same school as him. So he naturally gets compared to him a lot Mm -hmm. and you watch his tape and he's really good. He's really good at rushing the passer as a defensive tackle or three, four end. He's not Aaron Donald, so don't expect that. Aaron Donald is one of the greatest defensive players who will ever walk the earth. But, like, I think this guy could end up being a, a Pro Bowl 
level guy. And if you have him in that rotation with Aiden Hutchinson in this mock draft for the Lions, also with uh, Devin Witherspoon being in that secondary, like, dude, like, this would be a really good if the Lions come out of this draft with those two guys. That's that's a fucking win for them. For well, sure. they are. Yeah, they already have a elite offense, probably yeah. the best one of the best offenses in the NFC. Yeah. And then you compare that you add two premier defensive players. I look at the Lions as a potential uh, competition for a wild card spot. Oh, I, I look at them as potential like division champs of the north this year. Honestly, it, it, if that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing I've heard a little bit of buzz about is them possibly taking Anthony Richardson. I think that's a good spot for him to end up. I would rather see him go to the Lions than a team like the Colts, because with the Lions, he can sit behind Goff for a year or two, pick up, you know, what he needs to learn. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years down the line, you have Jamison William, Williams, Anthony Richardson, Amon Ross St. Brown, like all these crazy guys on offense with an fucking freak at quarterback. That yeah, would be crazy. That, that would be crazy. I just worry about developing a quarterback in Detroit. But I don't know, I dude. Guess. Dan Campbell seems I know, like a good guy for I know guy it's kind him. of a dumb, like, that has nothing to do with anything. But it kind of does because Matt Stafford left and then immediately won a Super Bowl. So I, I mean, Well, I think, I think that has way more to do with that Rams team around him than Matt Stafford. I literally have always thought Matt Stafford was just like fucking overrated as fuck so i'm not i'm a lot lower on him than maybe most people i don't think he's a hall of famer but i don't think i don't think like i think he might have been potentially held back in detroit i don't know that's just my kind of dude he was thrown to like the most talented receiver of all time yeah but they they never had a great defense or anything like that. no 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 i'm just saying like he he put up pretty decent numbers in detroit um, I, I think Detroit has kind of righted the ship in recent years, especially like they just have a good culture going on with Dan Campbell. So I think what I'm trying to say is these aren't your, uh, your grandma's Detroit lions. We're talking about here. This is a different organization. That's got a little momentum going. Well, and not to mention the two rivals that have dominated them the past decade are finally, you know, they're losing their star pieces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Getting older and and the Lions are younger and only getting younger with their two potential defensive players they're going to draft. Indeed. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, this draft has Will Levis going all the way to 19 of the Bucks. I don't see this fucking happening at all. I will Levis is QB four for me, but he's he's still a top 10 pick. I think so. Yeah, I would be shocked if he especially if he makes it past the Raiders and the Falcons. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see this happening at all. And also the Buccaneers, they have a young quarterback. They've been developing in Kyle Trask. I imagine they want to at least see what they have in them and let them fight with Baker Mayfield. I feel like you throw Will Levis in the situation you won't get a good look at any of those three because you won't be able to get the proper amount of reps for any of them. I, I think this would be dumb. Personally. I saw a mock where Will Levis goes to Minnesota at like what? Pick 24, 26, 23. Oh, geez. This one has them taking head and hooker. I guess that's spoiling it, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I think that's higher than we're going to see hand and hooker go. And I think this is way lower at 19 than we're going to see Will Levis go. I really like 
Dude, you don't think the Commanders would take a swing at him or even the no, Jets? No, they, they got my boy Sam. Why would they take Dude, a swing at Will him? Will Levis is a much better prospect than Sam Howell, in my S- opinion. No, 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 no. I just, I don't know. Not I, my boy Sam. Come on. <laughs> He's not your boy. <laughs> okay, so this one has us taking Jordan Addison. Uh, I would way rather take the guy that is going right after him in this mock and Zay Flowers. I think. Me too. Because Jordan Addison, dude, he's slower than Zay Flowers, and he's like 15 pounds lighter. He's a tiny little guy. Like, I saw uh, something where uh, Steve Smith from the Panthers was saying Zay Flowers was a more of a dog than him. Also, and I and if you if Steve Smith says that about you, then like you that. Do you remember how much of a fucking psycho that guy was yeah, when he played? He, he was one of my favorite like, receivers. To yeah, watch I want. I trust his like judgment. Of- also, I really don't see either of those guys going above Quentin Johnson. This guy has, is the only receiver in this class that has the size to really project as potentially being a wide receiver one in this league. I think it's just because of the scare of um, what's his name from a couple of years ago. Uh, Eagles, Jalen Ragor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone's scared to draft a TCU guy now. I literally forgot about him, and I had him on my fantasy on my dynasty team. I, <laughs> yeah, you tried to trade him to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was cut. Um, but yeah, Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers. This is right in the range. I'm kind of expecting them to go, but I would much. Rather, I would rather have Zay Flowers. As yeah, well. I I just think he's a better player. Um. So Chargers get Zay Flowers. That would be I. I would actually be mad if this happened. Like I'll I'll be honest. I don't. Think I wouldn't be mad because Jordan Addison is a name I heard w- w- a year ago. Uh, he's part so, of why Kenny Pickett was a first round pick. He transferred from Pitt to USC. That is probably why. Yes. But the thing is, it's like he's smaller than Tyler Lockett. Like w- w- we need to get. I think for receiver, we need to get a body type that isn't just. A cl- like someone that can offer something different than that you know we, we have fallen in love over the past over john schneider's tenure with the the small skinny quick receiver and that's what and i mean like, why look, do we look at how dwayne so eskridge has turned out yeah i was a tiny guy that was like you know fast or whatever and that's the thing dwayne eskridge is much faster than jordan addison i don't think that necessarily matters but i don't know i i, I would love jordan addison if he somehow fell to us uh, with our first second round pick but i think 20 is too high for him for for our offense, I because we also ask our receivers to block a bunch, and you think one seventy pound Jordan Addison is gonna be able to block like an outside linebacker? I don't think so. So that's how I feel about that. Um, Zay at least bulked up a bunch before the combine; like he was at like one eighty six or something like that. Um, so he there's a chance there with that kind of task. Joey Porter Jr. going to the Ravens. I think that'd be kind of funny. I think so too, especially because his dad was a stealer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, look at the look at the caption. <laughs> <laughs> How fun would this be? <laughs> I feel like that's why he did that, just to be like, "Oh, wouldn't this be funny?" Uh, and then Hendon Hooker to the Vikings. I don't know. That's what I, I'm saying, man. Will Levis to the Vikings makes more sense because I don't I don't see Hendon Hooker going that high. And I can see other teams drafting of different need, like the Raiders or like uh, who's the other team that's in need of a quarterback that's in top 10? 
uh, Falcons. Oh yeah, Falcons. Well, they they just drafted Desmond Ritter, so I don't know. Yeah, the thing is though, like Desmond Ritter really kind of projects as like a high end backup in this league. I I don't I don't think I like the guy, but I just I don't think I I think that Will Levis is a much better potential prospect than Desmond Ritter and Hendon Hooker. To me, he's kind of like a lateral move if you're comparing him to Desmond Ritter. Like they're both guys that are mature, pro ready, a little bit older. See, that's kind of kind of how I feel about uh, Will Levis. Sort of. That's why I feel like him going dropping. I could see is... him falling. I just I don't see him getting past like fifteen, sixteen, because I think at a certain point a team might consider trading up for him because he. The thing that separates Will Levis from like any of the guys from last year's class is that he he's played a lot of football. He's had some level of success and his physical talents are really good. Like they're special, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like his delivery, though. The, the His throwing motion, I think his mechanics need a little work at the next level because you don't see a ton of consistency. He he's trying to use too much muscle. And that was something, uh, I don't know, it's, it, yeah, it's Chris Sims, but every once in a while he has some good takes, and I liked his Will Levis take, because um, he played quarterback in the NFL. He, he knows what he's talking about more than more than most people. But, yeah, headed hooker to the Vikings, I think that would pretty much be, you know, writing on the wall that Kirk Cousins' job is probably going to be gone after this year. Cause As it should. He's mid yeah yeah and the he's, definition he's, of it he's basically taken andy dalton's mantle as his middle of the pack quarterback like threshold measure of how good of a quarterback you have are you better than kirk cousins okay you're good are you worse than kirk cousins okay you're bad although any team that has lost to kirk cousins i think there's some weird stat where like within the past few seasons uh any team that lost to kirk cousins did not win the super bowl well, I know that that's crazy, but it's also crazy that that's a fact. I don't know, man. I feel like you could do that with so many quarterbacks every year. I, I feel like th- I feel like this has been year. I feel like this has been like a theme his whole career. <laughs> like if you lose to him one season, like kiss your season goodbye. Well, I that happened to us last year. And in did 20- we win the Super Bowl? That's what I mean. And in 2017 and both those years, we missed the playoffs. So mm-hmm. maybe there is something to the Kurt curse. Maybe it's because you're so like humiliated that you lost to him that you're like, you just can't recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jaguars getting Don- Deontay Banks. This guy had a crazy Ooh, workout at the combine. That's who we were projected to take at 20 in a mock. I saw that could be exciting. Um, he is really fast. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. What? How big is he though? Is he a bigger guy? I don't remember. Because my only issue is if, if he's like a hundred eighty pound kind of guy, we already have a few of those on our roster. Oh no, this guy. Yeah, no, I would. I would be stoked about that. Six foot one ninety seven. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be stoked. And he's got long thirty one and three eighths inch arms. That's very lanky. Yeah. So that can make up for the height a little bit too. Oh, this is interesting. Joe Tipman going at number 25 to the Giants. That's the first mock I've seen where John Michael Schmitz isn't the first center off the board. And honestly, that's kind of a reach in my opinion. I don't. Th- Joe Tipman or John Michael Schmitz? 
either of them. I don't think like it's not like, you know, Tyler Linderbaum last year was like a generational center talent. Mm hmm. Those two guys are like going to be solid NFL starters, maybe not pro bowlers. I I understand it's a need for them, but I don't know. I feel like you could probably get a guy that's adequate or as good as Tipman in like round two or three. There's, I don't know. I believe the Giants are, amazes me that they made it to the divisional round. I know they sucked. We, they were not a good team. Yeah, and they we, set they mark my words. They are going to set themselves back a decade because of that Daniel Jones. Song. I fully agree with you. Okay, so this guy here that they have the Cowboys taking, or DJ has the Cowboys taking, Mozzie Smith. This is a guy I would not be opposed to trading back at twenty to like I don't know just a few picks down or even just taking him at twenty because. He's the best nose tackle in this draft. We don't have a nose tackle on our roster right now. The only one we have is Brian Monet, mm -hmm. who doesn't have an ACL currently. So that that's the one thing about the release of Al Woods is like, I get it from the cap saving perspective, but we do not have a starting piece of our defense right now. Mm -hmm. So I really hope that they sign somebody off the free agency garbage heap because those tackles, not a very impactful position. Mm -hmm. You're basically just eating up space, but it's, it's something that we need for our defense to function. And, uh, Mozzie Smith is the best one in this draft. So I, I would love to get him. Um, it would suck if the Cowboys got him and not us at 26. The next up here is Quentin Johnson. We talked about him a little bit, but mm -hmm. I think the if, Bills, that would be a good addition for them. They'd have a crazy ride receiving room. Yeah, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, and him. That would that would sure help them. Dawson maybe. Knox, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's he's a pretty solid player. Then Darnell Wright going to the Bengals. That makes total sense. Um, you know, yeah, give, protect Burrow at all costs. Yeah, if they if they had that kind of Protect offensive line, they might have won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Twice, who knows? And then we have Michael Mayer falling all the way to 29 of the Saints. Um, I mean, I I don't really... This is another guy I don't really see falling that far. Um, I, think, I don't see him falling behind... King, I'd see my, I could see Michael Mayer going to the Bengals. Yeah, I, I could see that they as well. They just lost Hayden Hurst. They want to give Joey... Joey Burr, another weapon to throw to. I say Bengals, draft Michael Mayer. Do yourselves a favor. Yeah, I I don't know. This mock draft is there's a few decisions in this mock draft that I just I, I don't get and I don't see happening. And the Michael Mayer going past all these teams, almost going to round two, and Kincaid going like ten picks before him. Mm, I'd be really surprised if that happened. Yeah, no. If anything, I could see Michael Mayer going to the Lions because the Lions traded TJ Hawkinson, and now That's, they don't yeah. have a tight end. Yeah, I could also see them maybe going after Darnell Washington. Yeah, yeah. That, that would you be, really like Darnell Washington. I do. I think, um, you know, for the Seahawks especially, um, I really want us to trade Noah Fant because we need cap space, and I, I feel like he's kind of redundant in our offense right now. Agreed. And you get a rookie that's a higher upside than him and a better blocker than him and costs $3 million less a year. It, to me, that's a, it's a no fucking I brainer. feel like the all the players we got from the Russell Wilson deal that weren't picks are... Were, to me, I'm 
completely 100% okay with them being all bridge players and yeah. then just being like the stepping stones for our young guys to come in. Like, thank you for your time here. You were great for one season, but like, we don't need you anymore. Or at least we don't need you for the money you want if we could restructure a deal. Like, I could see them bringing back Shelby Harris. Like, that wouldn't be yeah. crazy to me. I, I feel that same way about Al Woods. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of want them to bring back Al Woods a little bit. Me too. Bit. Like, just, I am hoping that that's what it is, is maybe they just need to restructure some stuff. Yeah. But. I mean, because just get him for a million dollars. I mean, it, like, the guy's 36. It could be his last season. Like We didn't. We haven't even brought up Bobby. We haven't? No. Okay. Well, let's just wrap this up. Uh, two edge players going last two picks. I don't e- care Eagles about double dipping at edge. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> I'll give yeah. that mock draft to C. But yeah, Bobby returning to the Seattle Seahawks. 12s everywhere are rejoicing. What do you think of the deal? I love it. Uh, one year, $7 million. And I haven't Up really... even. million. And I was going to say, I haven't even looked at the contract like details. And usually when I don't do that, that means it's lower than what I initially read. Right. And whenever they report the contract, they give you like the maximum it can possibly be that it most likely won't be. And didn't they get the report from Quandre? Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that, that is true. (laughs) Quandre has been like assistant GM this off season. But uh, yeah, no. So my guess is it's probably a one year, like four and a half million dollar deal with incentives up to seven million. We'll see when it comes out. It could be just like six million with a million in incentives. Right. You you never know. But either way, look, linebacker was a dire need on our team. And now that we have him back, I feel like we don't need to reach for a linebacker at 20 when this isn't a particularly great linebacker class. I still think we should draft at least one this year because Bobby's he's on a one year deal and he's 33. Like this is to me the last ride with him. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the year. Well, yeah, I mean, what you just said, I think we'll draft a linebacker, have Bobby. I mean, I know we all assume that the rookie is going to come in and the veteran is going to mentor him and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you saw that that was not true when Ryan Tannehill was stoked when Malik Willis joined the team. But yeah. I still feel like if we bring in a linebacker, learns under Bobby, like that is, I feel like defensive players have more of a brotherhood than, I mean, maybe this isn't true, but quarterback and the the new young kid coming in to p- take I, the position. I could see that. Like, you know what I mean? Such a like individual thing, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're relying, you're the leader and you're relying on the whole team, but like you are the guy, you know? Yeah. And the the other guy behind, is on the bench. The defensive exactly. players are on the field together. So it's just different. Yeah. And even the starters, like, I mean, it's so much more energy intensive playing defense. They get rotated in more mm-hmm. on defense than on offense by a pretty good amount. So I, it, it just makes sense. And it also like Bobby brings a leadership and, you know, just a experience level that I think our defense needs. We're very young, you know, we're pretty inexperienced and he is still, he's not the cover guy that he used to be. Cause he's not as fast. No, he doesn't he hasn't have the, been fast for years. Yeah. So, so what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to scheme away his age deficiencies, but if we can do that and blitz him more, I think not only can he just be like a good, like morale leadership kind of guy, but I think he can still be a great player for us. I agree. And also you saw how impactful he was that first time we played them. Remember? He yeah. He had almost, interception. He almost had a, won them the game against us. Yeah. 
so that and that's what I mean. We're running kind of a similar defense to what the Rams are doing. Um, we're really kind of like copying them in a lot of ways, which is weird. But the 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 game has just changed. Like Shanahan, McVay have like just totally changed the way football is played now. For you could say for better or worse, but it is what it is, and it's copycat league, you know. So I I like the move a lot. I think we are in a little bit of a pickle cap space wise right now because you know, you got to include the rookies that are coming in when you're looking at the amount of cap space we have. So basically we have none right now and we have no nose tackle on the roster. So we got to make a move, but if look, if us fucking idiots on the internet that are casuals can point out these issues, John Schneider's well aware. Hey, well, so speak, speak for your yourself. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say speak for yourself. I'm a professional, but it just it wasn't meant to be, and I guess I'm not a professional. That was a self-owned Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think it's a fantastic move. I'm excited to see Bobby in the blue 5-4 again, and we're going to get to see him in the throwback uniform this year, which that's almost worth it in it of itself. I forgot when that. Uh, it makes ga- me want to get game a throwback Bobby Wagner jersey. I might have to do that. Yeah, I wonder what game that's going to be. And and we, I guess we were a couple months away, but the schedule release that's yeah. in May or like first or second week of May. Yeah, that's like the only exciting thing that happens in the month of May. May is really boring. So is June. June yeah. is really boring. Those are the true dark times for being a football fan. We're kind of in the other dark time, right? Like between free agency and the draft, I'm always just like, dude, just well, give I'm a me huge a baseball draft. fan, so I'm like not really in the dark that much. Okay. And we're gonna be good this year, so which by the way, real quick side note, we got the M's opening day tomorrow. Luis Castillo on the mound. We're playing the Guardians. That's Hopefully, such a dumb name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully we can, w- we can win. I mean, uh, I honestly expect us to win like 95 games this year. So Are we I, at home? Yeah. Nice. We could go to the game this weekend. I don't really want to because it's probably going to be way too busy, but I do have the weekend off. I'm going to be busy as fuck all weekend, so I will not be joining you. But we should pro- definitely go to a game soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, alrighty. I guess that pretty much wraps up. Um, obviously, you know, the draft coming up here in four weeks, it's going to be all we're talking about besides baseball and some other things. But yeah, Bobby coming back. Daniel Jeremiah gets a C for me. What, how would you grade his mock draft? F. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he, <laughs> he, I don't know. He, I didn't hate it. He, he gets a, he probably, I'll give him a B minus. Uh, there were some of his picks that I liked. Um, I'll some, give him a C plus. Well, you can't change it because I said he gets a B-. I'll meet you in the middle. Well, but then I liked Daniel Jeremiah, so now I feel bad. So I know I like Jeremiah. I'm altering the deal. (laughs) All right. Well, he gets a B- in my book, and uh, yeah, Ryan gives him a C, and uh, moving on to next episode. We'll see you next time. All right. Catch you (laughs) on the next one. (laughs)